0: You guys are watching NFL Daily. I am Tom Downey, and with the James Bradbury signing to Philadelphia now in the books, we're taking a look at the top 25 NFL free agents still left unsigned, going from 25 down to number one. We begin with our consistent number 25, Ah, Mr. Big Chest himself, Antonio Brown. Be honest, you forgot about the Mr. Big Chest nickname, didn't you guys? Because that is life in Antonio Brown's world. It's something new every single month or week or sometimes day. I don't want A.B. anywhere near my team, but he's a good football player. So we know how that works, right? If you are good at the sport, you get a lot more chances than everyone else. But has A.B. run out of chances? Will Antonio Brown ever play again in the NFL? Type in AB for yes, he will get one more shot or FAB for no, he will not. Number 24, who briefly was not on any available free agent list, that is Larry Oginjobi. Now, he signed a massive deal. With the Chicago Bears, relatively speaking, for a midish round pick, three years, 40, $40.5 million. But that deal was voided by the Bears after he failed a physical. And since then, mostly quiet around the former Bengals defensive lineman. The medical, clearly a red flag for Larry, which, of course, you feel terrible about. But upside-wise, a one-year gamble, if he's healthy, could really pay off for a team. And hopefully, Larry, next offseason. Number 23, Nick Foles, cut right after the draft because nobody wanted to trade for him, which maybe shouldn't be a huge surprise because, well, Nick Foles has had two incredible runs with Philadelphia, and beyond that has been pretty much the definition of middling or mediocre. Since 2018-19 games... The completion percentage is nice, but everything else is not so much. 21 touchdowns, 14 INTs. He's a backup, but he can be a decent backup for you still in the NFL. Number 22, Landon Collins, the former Giants and Commanders safety who probably should move to linebacker. He got Paid a big way by Washington, and in classic Washington form, the big-time free agency signing did not work out very well. Lost his job, and I don't know if he can open coverage anymore. Bobby Massey, number 21, I believe can still be a low-end starting caliber offensive lineman for you, mainly the right tackle spot. There are teams that need tackle help, and if Massey's down to be a swing, he will definitely get signed at some point. Number 20, Chris Harris, the corner who is a bit undersized but I still think can help you out on an NFL team. I think at this stage he's not the same guy that he was at his absolute peak back with Denver. The Chargers were kind of like, yeah, you know, we're, we're okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and not worry too much about you there. And he's had some injury stuff as well. His contract expires and his numbers have declined. And as weird as this sounds, Harris is actually turning 33. In June, which is a lot older than what you might think from that standpoint, but I think he's still a decent option at the cornerback spot. We are not done. You can do math. You know how many we have left at this point. Who is the best NFL free agent left? You know most of the guys out there at this stage, so sound off at the pinned comments of today's video. If the ad break comes here on YouTube, take advantage of it. Head down there and let me know who the best NFL free agent is. Emmanuel Sanders, number 19. Now, the age has begun to catch up with Sanders, and I don't know how many more years he has left in the tank, but for a veteran, reliable, quarterback-friendly receiver, he definitely makes sense. T.Y. Hilton, who was like the argument of, is he a one or a two for years? uh, Injuries have also added up for T.Y. I don't know how much interest there is, but he's had too much success in the past to not get a shot somewhere if he's down to take that cheap one-year deal. The last of our little three-receiver uh, run here, Will Fowler, who is the youngest of this group, and offers the best speed as well. The issue for Fowler is he can't, get, he can't stand the field. When healthy, he's a dynamic vertical threat but he barely played last year, had a suspension in 2020 working with the same trainer, allegedly as DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, that cost him six games and one of this year. The speed is an option, and that should be coveted by at least some teams. So pick a wide receiver for me. Who would you rather sign? Type TY for TY Hilton, WF for Will Fuller, ES for Emmanuel Sanders. Which receiver would you rather have on your roster? Let me know in the comments section right now. Number 16, Sheldon Richardson, the veteran. At this point, I think I can call him a journeyman, right? He's not the same guy he was in his prime, but even at age 31, I've seen the depth along defensive lines across the NFL. This guy can help you, and he can also help you if his name is Ndamukong Sue. Number 15 on our list here, the former Bucks defensive lineman. As weird as this sounds to say... Ndamukong Sue by NFL standards is a is a, a retired person. He's 35 years old. Like that is that is insanely old for any NFL player, but specifically a defensive lineman. The wear and tear you take fighting in the phone booth over and over, game in, game out, and still being able to produce at the level he does is actually insane. Most linemen are retired by this point. Sue, though can still start for you. Uh, Bucks have been linked. You know, maybe a team like the the, uh, the Bengals and or the Browns make sense. Maybe Denver's a dark horse there. Sue has been a, a I almost want to call him a hitman to an extent. Like he goes and, and is, is a hired gun, maybe the better phrase there. He'll fu- sign, sign with a contender and have some success, I believe. We are also on Rumble. And if you want free uncensored videos... Go follow us over there. Unlike YouTube, you actually play uh, apps or play our videos on Rumble in background on your phone. That way you can like scroll Twitter or do something else. Let's do it podcast-style. Not really doable on YouTube. Give us a follow for free. Rumble.com slash NFL daily. Number 14, Joe Hayden, the safety of the formerly Pittsburgh Steelers. Age is beginning to catch up there. Somebody should sign him. I don't have a great feel for who that could end up being. Sounds like he's not going to go back to Pittsburgh. But if you're a team in the market for a veteran corner, KC maybe, I would love to add Joe Hayden. Donta Hightower should go back to the Patriots. That's his best destination. At his peak, he was the rare player who could blitz and cover and run stop at an elite level for all three. Hasn't been that guy last year, maybe the year before that, but the Patriots can maximize him. He should re-sign in New England, I think. Justin Houston. Now, Houston, like Melvin Ingram, had the rare free agency tender applied to him. You're going, what the hell is that? Allow me to explain. It's rarely used. Basically, it presents Houston with a couple options. He can sign with a new team, but it does allow Houston to count in favor of the Ravens' compensatory story pick process. That process is over. Players signing right now don't count on that except for Houston and Melvin Ingram, who also had that tender reply to him. If nobody signs Houston at a certain date, he, the Ravens have exclusive rights for a pretty f- cheap contract amount. So keep an eye out for Houston going back to the Ravens and serving as that vet edge option. Akeem Hicks is next up here. All the teams you mentioned for Sue, you know, the, the Browns, the, the Bucks, the, the Bengals, maybe, the Broncos potentially too, they make sense for Hicks as well because that is a run stopping defensive tackle who still produces at a pretty decent rate. Uh, I am surprised he's unsigned here more so than I am surprised Eddie Goldman's unsigned. He's not that great, but Hicks, that's interesting for me. Now, if you want daily NFL videos and weekly live shows, you've come to the right spot. Hit that big red button and subscribe right here on YouTube for free videos every single day and weekly live shows, sometimes two, three, or even four times a week here at Chat Sports. Eric Fisher, I am surprised, remains unsigned at this point. The very good starting left tackle, maybe not good, but above average left tackle for the Colts last year, longtime chief player. He should start, and the teams that I liked, Seahawks and Panthers, well, they both ended up drafting tackles early. Pittsburgh could be a fun destination for Eric Fisher if they don't want to roll it back with Dan Moore. Anthony Barr, the linebacker from the Vikings, who, again, on the decline, pretty much all of these guys have either they're aging out what they were at their prime, or have injury red flags here. Bar checks kind of both aging and in missed time. He's missed a bunch of games over the years. Three or four, I can't remember which one it was, last year, like two games played in 2020, three games missed in 2019, four in 2018, somewhere in that range. The Cowboys have been linked Anthony Barr, which does make sense given they have the presence of George Edwards, his old defensive coordinator currently on their staff. Number eight, Dwayne Brown. He's not going back to Seattle. We mentioned um, the Steelers for, for Eric Fisher. How about the Bears for Dwayne Brown? I don't love their offensive line in general. I think adding a veteran option, which they did with Jason Peters, could make a ton of sense for Chicago. Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, at number seven. This, and I haven't changed my mindset on this for I guess months now at this point. I think there are two options for Gronk. Retire again or roll it back for one more year in Tampa with good buddy Tom Brady. Those are, I think, the two likely outcomes here. So will Rob Gronkowski play this year? Type P for play or type R for he calls it a career ends up retiring instead. All right, number six on our list here, that is Trey Flowers, the edge rusher, defensive lineman uh, for the Lions. He got paid a couple years ago by the Patriots, which means, or with the Lions after playing with the Patriots, which means, by the way, he is a prime candidate to return to that organization and get paid again and then have a nice bounce back here and then cash in again on the open market. That's what always ends up happening with those players in New England. I will make note that the Panthers are apparently one team interested in adding Trey Flowers. They're in the market for another edge. I don't love his fit necessarily, but that's not the worst idea out there. Of the available edges, he is one of the more appealing ones still left unsigned on the open market. Beyond one of our top guys who we'll get to here momentarily. All right, number five, Daryl Williams, the offensive lineman who was cut a bit of a surprise by the Buffalo Bills, has played both guard and tackle. There is a very long list of teams who could be in the market for offensive line help. We mentioned the Bears, the Steelers, the Falcons always need help, the Texans maybe. If you want a veteran stopgap on the right side of the line, Williams definitely makes sense. Time for the big names you are unquestionably, I would assume, familiar with. Julio Jones, number four on our list. I am concerned that Julio is more or less cooked. But teams like the Colts, maybe the Niners, the Packers, should certainly go ahead and grab that type of player and see if he is cooked or if he has a little bit more left in the tank. J.C. Tretter, the Browns center, of course, our boy Will Scott, wants him in Miami, and the Vikings have been linked, and the Cowboys kind of, sort of, as well. He is unsigned. I am surprised by that. There's been some whispers of he might have some medical stuff, which, it's fair, he was a limited or DNP in several practices last year for the Browns, but always played, and played well, so I'm not sure I buy that, and he is the NFLPA president head for the players, That might not be a thing NFL teams like very much, to be honest. Number two, Odell Beckham Jr. I think he ends up back with the Rams, but maybe a team like the Patriots gets involved, or Green Bay, who wanted him last year but had paid Randall Cobb too much there. Beckham unfortunately did tear that ACL in the Super Bowl, and he was on his way back, looked like prime OBJ, and then the injury happens, and you just feel Heartbroken for him there on that standpoint. Somebody will sign him. It's a matter of when his impact will come this year. A couple years ago, we would have said, who is the best receiver of these two? OBJ and Julio Jones. Now here we are asking, who is the best receiver of the two free agents? Crazy how much how quickly things change in the NFL. So who, who is it? Pick a receiver for me. OBJ for Odell Beckham, or JJ for Julio Jones? Number one, Jadeveon Clowney. I think in the end, he ends up back with the Browns because they want him. And Clowney, for whatever reason, loves to not have to go to OTAs and minicamp and stuff. He likes signing later in the offseason, so he doesn't have to go do that stuff, which, a bit of a red flag for me, but he is a just under 10 sack producer in the NFL. That's valuable. Somebody will pay him a pretty good amount whenever he decides to go sign.